0: Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker Podcast, with your host, Andrew and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett,
1: how are you? So good. Just yeah? great, excellent, amazing, even. We've had a good night. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been a decent night.
0: We've moved studios. Mm hmm. The studio has been moved we did some construction
1: in my garage mm-hmm. not for the studio
0: no no not for
1: the studio but we've moved studios and we still have some echo
0: yeah well in, in part it's because we are the only things in this room yeah and this is a media room by design so i was thinking it would maybe deaden the echo a little bit rather than enhance it mm. um but as you can see on that wall there's clearly meant for a very large television or projector screen to land because it's surrounded by speakers. And then the rest of the room envelops you in speakers.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah, no, that's right.
0: Our original intent was to put a, a couch that we have up here, and it's a pull out couch. We didn't really know where else to put it, but I was like, oh, this will be a perfect place for that couch. Like a hide a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to, to watch, you know, to get a projector screen and watch movies on because what's better than watching a movie in bed not many things
1: i hate watching tv in bed
0: oh not in my bed because that messes up my sleep but laying down to watch tv is the truth nope oh that's my jam um more reclined more better but when the movers came i said hey i know the ceiling's a little weird in this room do you think you can get it in there and he goes do you have a Sawzall? and i kind of laughed he goes no seriously if you're cool with me cutting a hole in your wall like a couch size hole
1: yeah no cool we can get it in there if not no because the doors are just too small
0: (laughs) it's about the angles so the ceiling the way it cuts down into the door yeah it just is impossible so i don't know like why you would build a media room intended for like a a full fucking lounge couch without the capacity to get said lounge couch into it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe put a, like, if if they'd put a big bay window here, like, oh, it's for second story insertion of a couch. That would track.
1: But it's just, it's kind of a weird laid out room. You know what you should get? You should get some of those, like, Italian leather Recaros that the EPL teams have on the sidelines. Mm-hmm.
0: I think what I'm just like going to do. Like, get a roll
1: like, six of those.
0: I think what I'm just going to do is uh, treat this as an office with, uh, you know. Immense potential that'll never be realized. Whatever. Or a single rand, lazy boy for just me. Yeah. And this will be the broness room. I called it the broness room the entire time we were in the process of buying the house, hoping that it would catch on and it, it would be accepted as the bronus room. And it has a not. No, it's now my wife's office. Yeah, well. Wives that work need offices. But not in the broness room. <laughs> Babe, get your office out of my bonus room. Yeah, no, I haven't tried that yet. I imagine it would—it would end in blood, mine specifically. So, how are you?
1: I'm—I'm I'm doing good. Yeah. We, we already talked about this. I—I yeah. just want to know. We were just
0: talking about me. That's yeah. it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm doing—I'm doing well. So, uh, just one of those—one of those long days at work. And so, around four thirty, I was like, "Fuck it!" and threw the stack of papers up in the air uh you don't have a boss so there's no consequences to that (laughs) that's right i just have to clean the papers up when i get back to work tomorrow blame it Uh, on the burglar (laughs) but yeah no uh i'm good had a nice we had sushi with the kids tonight for dinner how do the kids deal with sushi they dig it man yeah yeah they dig it nigiri specifically. interesting yeah
0: mine aren't down with it well obviously the you know cow doesn't I bet Cal would now some oh, samurai nigiri. Cer- almost certainly, he's just got the two bottom teeth. His top two are cutting in. Mark is not a big fan. I told him it was samurai food because he wants to be a samurai, and he tried it and he's like, "I don't want to be a samurai that bad."
1: Goo. <laughs> <like>, <laughs> That's a reasonable kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the kids dig the nigiri. Uh, Betty Betty likes m- mostly. Uh, Pot stickers. That's really <laughs> Betty. They are, always they are the truth. Betty's always down because she knows she gets pot stickers. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, my kids don't like a lot of shit, like marinara sauce. Where I'm like, how do you not like that? All I ate when I was your it's age. It's
0: like the least offensive food on the planet.
1: So, uh but yeah, uh sushi. They dig it. We we get sushi probably once a month. Hmm. Kim just orders a bunch of shit and. I always hate ordering sushi. Me too. It, the, I find it the, miserable.
0: Well, not, not only is it miserable, but it is the most expensive food that you will ever be hungry right after you've finished that meal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you get like a dragon roll or something at you home.
0: Know. No, dude. I'll eat four sushi rolls. I'll eat $90 worth of sushi by myself <laughs> and think I'm going to die. And then in two hours, I'm like, all right, where's the pizza? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, how are you? We just talked about that. Yeah, you had a weird day. You you did like a, a range day. You, sh- yeah, you yeah. shot weapons. Yeah, today. so I
0: spent the entire day on the range. I'm not I'm not actually. I'm, I mean, I'm working. I'm getting paid for it, uh, but I am beat up and tired. And one thing, I mean, you guys all know this about me. I'm left handed, which means that whenever I'm in a firearm course,
1: uh,
0: I'm made fun of. Brutally, you shoot left handed. Yeah, interesting. So I'm brutally made fun of because. There's very few instructors in most organizations who are left-handed. So they're like, why are you doing it all fucked up? I'm like...
1: This, this is actually just this, how my this body is. is. Just how I, this is just how <laughs> I am. I don't know <laughs> what you, you want from off me. you you cough right-handed. I'm so surprised that you shoot left-handed. I do. I'm a, I'm a disgusting animal. Is it. Is it a dominant eye thing or is um, it
0: just more comfortable? It is just more comfortable. So I learned to shoot as an adult left-handed. Mm-hmm. Most of the things I learned as a child, I learned right-handed because my parents were like back away you satan child you are going to learn to do this right-handed like a <laughs> fucking normal person so a lot of like and that's what i've kind of deduced it to is things i learned as a child dominantly right-handed besides writing and eating and but things i learned as an adult are dominantly left-handed yeah so i'm just a disaster of ambidextrousness
1: yeah um, but that's that's good right
0: well yeah but the problem is the the ar-15 platform mm. Is not it's a it's a right handed platform. Yeah, definitely there's no ifs, ands, buts about it in in its stock form. You can make them very left handed. You cannot do
1: sports left-handed. Right.
0: You can, but you you gotta create your own way.
1: It looks pretty dumb.
0: You gotta you gotta find your own way. And the problem is when you get these old crusty guys who are like, This is how we do it, this is how it's done. They watch you do it and they're like, That's not how you do it. No, it's how I do it. That that's the thing. Like, you don't.
1: Because you, you, you're right-handed. Because you don't have to. But I've found <laughs> my way. So
0: it's it's just a it's a frustrating day of like just north-southing. Like, yeah, I'll do it better. I'll do it better. And then...
1: How do you do it? Do you reach across or do you take your right hand off the... Uh,
0: so I can't the... to the right. I keep my dominant hand on the pistol grip. And I can't to the right. And then I sweep hmm. the bolt carrier group, which hurts. So my index finger is very bruised mm-hmm. from sweeping that. But here's the here's the real thing, is they'll make fun of you for doing it wrong, but then we're like, hey, give me an ambi-safety and an ambi-charging handle. And they're like, no, we can't do that. We can't modify the weapons because we can't do that. We have to deal with the equipment we're given. I'm like, well, so now I'm in this position where it's like, you're telling me I can't do it at all. I must do it this way. So it's just, it's just kind of a shit show. It seems like an ADA violation. You know, it should be. I, I should file a grievance with the union. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna tolerate it, and then like I'm gonna do it their way, and I'm gonna gain you know some really valuable skills because there's there's very few things better than you know, practice. And I'm gonna keep doing it my way, and while they make fun of me, I'm gonna do it effectively.
1: And they're like, "Well, I mean, it's fucked up," but I mean, you're doing it good. So, so w- with with you know, police unions are so strong and so powerful, and there's so much stock infrastructure in place i suspect that when people take it to the next level and file grievances that it's bad oh
0: no you take anything to the union it gets fixed oh really yeah it's just like is this worth a battle yeah okay no it's not because i'm because everyone knows it's not worth a battle it's like purely it's it's not quite hazing but it's that's what we're going to boil it down to. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to affect my ability to complete this course. It's okay. Nobody's stressed out about it. Nobody's stressed out about it. They're just going to make fun of me, and I'm going to make fun of them. And I'm going to make fun of me and be like, Hey, I'm fucked up. I'm left
1: What do you want from me? <laughs> like, I'm also a ginger and bald. Like, there's nothing good about me. Keep reminding me. <laughs> well, despite despite our uh, ability to carry on conversations about nonsense, we are, theoretically, I'll say tonight, talking about watches.
0: Sort of, Yeah. Yeah. or i mean in the grand sense of things yeah we are i'm just trying set to just so just set, set this it down. down it's just just do it you're really you're making
1: it worse you know we've got a new table we've got some new we are going to have to figure out some systems because mm-hmm. this table's going to it's cuz
0: there's nothing it's on it going to transfer there's no sound. weight on it
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like the liberty bell
0: yeah, It's it's like the board clock. and some watches so hopefully it doesn't crack the table yeah like the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, got it. So That's... watch us tonight. And we have a topic, and, and it's it's a pretty... What, what are you doing? I'm scratching my nuts. Okay. Flicking a bug off my wiener. <laughs> um, it's a pretty free-form topic. Yeah, this
1: is maybe our freest-form topic mm-hmm. ever. Perhaps. Perhaps in terms of the amount of preparation we've done for this show. Uh, you did
0: some prep, though. I did do some prep. And and so, so tonight, we're going to be talking about a few things that all kind of fit into one idea. Overlap in a collection. And this episode is specifically for you weirdos who have about two dozen SKXs, because that's a collection, a curated collection, but there's overlap. A lot, yeah, yeah. But there's also not, right? Can an orange watch overlap with a black watch? I don't know. Hmm. So we have each selected an area of overlap in our watch collections.
1: I've selected two. Well, I did.
0: So, so yours doubles up.
1: Yeah, I did I did over and, time.
0: And and so I I picked three watches that have really drastic overlap in my collection. Mm-hmm in pricing, for the most part, largely. Like, that's a broad spectrum, but in the way of pricing, in the way of specs, design, application. And that's kind of an issue. That, not an issue, but that's a topic we want to dive into in, in order to get to the greater objective of how are we curating our collections? And mm. is there curation of collections? Is it necessary? So... In our first very free-form episode, I'm going to tell you about the three watches that I picked that have the most overlap in my collection. And first up,
1: I have the Islander 38. 38. The 013. Yep. The 013-esque Islander.
0: Yeah. And
1: we've got a black dial, black bezel, 38mm,
0: dive watch comes on a bracelet it's just your, your normal black dialed dive watch right, i'm handing it to Everett. next up it's got good bezel action good bezel action yeah next up an emg nemo 39 and a half millimeters i think or are they are they square 40?
1: Yeah, think 40 yeah I does it's 40 black dial black bezel steel case is it what kind of steel is it
0: uh it's 317l <laughs> they upgraded <laughs> i still i'm gonna get That's on a fucking lie i'm gonna get on about the 316l steel probably for the rest of my watch life <laughs> we all fucking know we know <laughs> there's exactly one steel that gets used for. nobody's watches. using anything else darren tiffany i think is actually using something else yes yeah but it's it's because of the specs of like just the way he specs out watches and last up the orient mako black dial black bezel dive watch and if you haven't gleaned yet i've just run you through a list of three black dialed black bezeled dive watches i actually don't have any dive watches that aren't black
1: on black it's because it is the best color for a dive watch i concur i found some blues that i'm pretty okay with oh but orange is more visible at depth
0: (laughs) i'll never be at depth (laughs) (laughs) if i am i'm dead i don't need to see the watch maybe it
1: it, actually could be a safety consideration should i sink i really like the idea of those uh multi countdown uh countdown systems right where you know you can see it at different depths i like the idea of it that's totally impractical for me but i think it's kind of a neat function
0: yeah it's a cool functionality but so is a slide rule (laughs) (laughs) both tools that will never have any application in our real life depth meter legibility i'm dead yeah. If I'm so deep that I need a tool to tell me how deep I am, I've gone too far, and I'm not going to make it back. Also, a slide rule makes no sense. So,
1: so looking at these watches, yes. you, you know, I think for me, it doesn't occur to me immediately when I look at them. That is loud. <laughs> it doesn't occur to me immediately that these are functionally overlapping watches, although in many respects they are. I mean, objectively. Black dial tool divers, uh, arguably arguably the Nemo's a skin diver and not really a, a true tool diver, although it fits all the specifications for a for a full spec dive watch. Two hundred meters. Yeah, <clears throat> you know the the beads of rice bracelet. I think in the modern world makes it dressier, right? It's blingier a little bit, perhaps.
0: Yeah, but not. But not dressy Mm-mm. in the way of traditional like
1: dress watches. It's not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your, your, your brogans though they look nice and they look fancy. They're not the dressiest shoes you own. Brogans. Yeah, you're Brogued,
1: Brogue, Yeah, yeah. I feel like Brogan is a is a Polish dude who. No, who no, makes. no! It's your brogued dress shoes. <laughs> your wingtips are not your fanciest shoes, though they look it and brogan who runs the hot dog stand also not the fanciest dude those are called
0: whatever fuck off continue
1: (laughs) well so so, you know when i look at these watches i can see why you'd have all three i guess is my point you you know as between the mako and the nemo i think then you you, when you look at those two there's really a lot of functional and situational overlap right Mm -hmm. i think those watches are actually pretty similar um but that thirty-eight millimeter SKX, or Islander, Islander. yeah, uh, that's a really different feeling watch. So, although there's overlap there, I can see why you want to have them, why you might want to have all three of those.
0: But do I want to have all three of those? Because I want to have a number two Phillips with a one inch, two inch, and three inch shank, which so all have different applications but are functionally the same tool. Or is it because they're different enough to warrant having them?
1: Yeah, well, I think that I think that that's sort of where we are in terms of being hobbyists, right? Uh, you, you know, one of my one of my examples for tonight, I've got the Hamilton khaki, yeah, let's hear mechanical, mm-hmm. uh, and I also have the Pulsar G10 watch. And these watches are actually pretty different, right? So the the Hamilton Kakin Mechanical is significantly bigger, uh, upwards towards two and a half, three millimeters, bigger in diameter. Um, But (laughs) you get them on the wrist, and they're very, very, very similar. Um, But I want them both because I want both of these watches. I want the, I want the Pulsar G10 because I like the Pulsar G10 and I want the Hamilton khaki mechanical because I want that watch. So notwithstanding the fact that these watches are essentially interchangeable in terms of the way I wear them and aesthetically, uh, I still want to have them both. Right. And I think that that's okay. I think for me in this iteration I want both of these things. Why though? What's the What stands out? So for me,
0: for me in wanting these overlapping watches, looking at all three of them, I have a clear favorite. The EMG Nemo is in my humble opinion, one of the, if not the best, under
1: $500 dive watch on the market.
0: Same. Which is no longer available. It's
1: not. But so, I, I feel exactly the same way you do.
0: It is a terrific design. It's got all the modern flourishes you want in a dive watch with it, all that vintage inspiration. Killer bracelet. Killer bracelet. Killer dial. Killer bezel. It, it, it is not quite as polished, like very literally not quite as polished as the Mako, which I think makes it feel better suited to being a tool watch. But it's still polished enough to fill that void of the dress diver. I like having the really dress diver too, though.
1: And when you say the really dressed ivory in, in the, the make-up. makeup, yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's I feel like this consumer is like this consumer in me of like I just want all the things like I, I really like having a few dozen pairs of shoes, so that every day I can wear a different pair of shoes if I want to. And that's kind of the question we're getting at, like the consumerism versus the like, actual, relationship with the watch.
1: Yeah. You, you know, I think that there is, well, there's something else going on here too at least for me, which is uh the desire to have and and this is maybe where it gets a little bit perverse, right? Uh but the desire just to have all the things, right? And and, and I know that that's kind of what you're referring to, but um I really want the opportunity to be able to have just lots of things, right? Whether that is pragmatic and oftentimes it's not. I just want to have lots of things. You know, I was looking at microphones this week. Uh there's some pretty neat microphones out there. Um we do not need microphones. Well, we've we got, do we do need microphones, but we maybe don't need new ones. <laughs> we've got very good microphones. Uh, you you know, we've got microphones functionally that do everything we need that have exactly the soundstage we want. Um, but I still want more things, right? And this is that perverse thing. I think that you have to decide at some point where you are in terms of the hobby. Do you want more things because you've got acquisition syndrome? Or do you want more things because you want that thing? Are, are we like clay but refusing to let go of things? Yeah, there's a chance of that, right? There's a chance of that, that we want to just have the things. We don't want to necessarily experience the things. We want to have them. We want to possess the things.
0: So many of the things that I get, like, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's, there's watches that I don't wear that I'm absolutely not going to part with. And, and, you know, we've, we've talked about this even with Mike and, Mike and Will. Watches that don't get wrist time, but that bitch isn't going anywhere. So we, we have, like, we have these watches, which like any other thing in our life, we create this emotional attachment to a story to it. And the story is what the value is. You know, we've made that watch suddenly a grail in the way of a grail watch being a grail watch. And it's 30 bucks, 80 bucks. Hundred fifty bucks, you know, maybe a few thousand, but we don't really like the watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like what it means, and that's where that value for that watch came from. But for me, I could sell the Mako, I could part with it, but I'm not going to part with that. That's my like really my second really informed purchase, and because of that, I love the idea of that watch it's part of your story the Mako but, is part of your story but this fucking thing this piece of metal of 316l steel doesn't mean anything to me i could have a hundred of these and it's the Mako that matters not this particular one because there's thousands of them, millions of them but i'm certainly never going to get rid of this watch and it's i mean and if i wanted to what am i going to sell it for 75 bucks yeah, maybe yeah right probably not probably seventy five. That's not going to do anything. That's like
1: beer for a couple of weeks. It does not move the needle. No. So why get rid of it? Yeah. You, you know. Uh, I you know I think it's a. I brought two other watches here, two yeah, other overlapping yeah. watches oh, I have, I and I, I think that this. that I think that this is some context here. Um, I have both in front of me. I've got a Sarb. It's the O three five. So white dial, which is a, a great watch for me. A wonderful, wonderful watch. And you had this watch too. Yeah. And then I've got the Orion Hellcat. And although one of these is black dial and one of these is a, is a white cream dial. Um, I find these watches to be very, very, very similar in terms of how I wear them. Mm hmm. Um, They're different enough that when I look at them, I can understand why I might want to have both of them. But in terms of day-to-day wear, I only need one of these. I do not need both of these in my collection. Guaranteed, if they were the same color dial, your wife could not tell them apart. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's right. And And, and and I'm looking at them like, man, that Orion bracelet is just so money because the bracelet on the SARB is the only
1: weak point. Yeah, and, and I actually really like the bracelet but, on the SAR. But.
0: but in the way of everything else, that's the that's its weakest point. Yeah. It doesn't have a screw-down crown, but, mm-hmm. f, you know, fucking whatever. Yeah. The bracelet is its... I've worn this thing in the shower. I, w-
1: I would wear it in the pool, but... Yeah, but that the, the bracelet's the weak
0: point. And then I look at that Orion bracelet. I'm just like, oh, man, that's so money.
1: Y- yeah, you know, and I can tell you... I here, Here's why I say this could provide some context, because I can tell you... I'm not sure I can tell you because verbalizing is is not always my strongest point. But I know...
0: It's what you do for money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know why I like both of these watches. And it's different for me, right? Um, you, you know, this Sarb case, uh, y- you guys, the, the watch clicker guys, sometimes make fun of me because I think that this case, I actually think this case is one of the greatest cases ever made. I 100% agree. And I don't make fun of you. I just am not willing to also put myself in the line of fire. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know this this stepped uh, this stepped top side of the case is just, I think, totally, totally magical, and uh, it's also so unique. It's so unique, so so unique. You you know when people say, "Oh, well, this watch is like a Sarb or or whatever," I mean, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a dress sport watch. Cool, but. It's not like a Sarb, a, you know. And then I look at the Hellcat, and it's a totally different set of things, you know. The engineering, the physical, bio, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you know the way it fits your wrist. The ergonomics. The ergonomics on this thing are just outrageous, you know. And, and the care of the care of design in this watch is so mm. amazing that. I love it totally, totally differently. Totally differently than the, than the Sarb, you know? Can it, I do a real quick Hellcat PSA <laughs> slash disclaimer?
0: <laughs> we're um, going to have to figure this out. We are going to have to figure this out. Here's a bucket of ice.
1: Yeah. And I'm here's a bottle some of... of maker's uh, Mark. We're
0: drinking Maker's 46 tonight. This was a housewarming... I'm not going to pour it for you. God damn it. Uh, we're drinking Maker's 46 tonight. This is a housewarming gift from a friend. Thanks, Schlo. Um... Uh, so, as a PSA uh, slash warning to all you current slash would be Hellcat owners, Nick from Orion is an engineering genius. The Hellcat is an engineering masterpiece. If you ever take this bracelet off, which, in fairness, you don't need to, <laughs> you. you <laughs>
1: You will need to go buy a pair of spring bar tweezers to get yes, that bracelet back on.
0: The amount of turmoil to try to get it in with just a single, even two spring bar tools, I don't think it's even possible. No, I don't think so either. You it, need tweezers. His he he is the 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 tolerances. The tolerances in Orion can stand up against
1: and beat any brand on the planet you know i talked to nick a lot uh just throughout the week i talked to nick and uh when i was looking at spring bar tweezers i narrowed it down to like three different pair of tweezers at kind of drastically different price points there's the version and then there's the i think it's horafix or horatech one of the two makes a very comparable spring bar tool that's also very good for about half the price or maybe two-thirds the price. And then there's a tool on AliExpress that looks very similar and probably takes the horror fix. tips. And I'm looking at these three things. And so I reached out to Nick because Nick knows tools. And which of these should I get? And he said, well, I've got the versions. Bergion, I think. Burgoyne. Burgoyne's because i'm a professional this is what i do and i needed that tool and i can write it off (laughs) but if i were you i'd get the alley ones it's worth a flyer and you can always get the new tips yeah and uh i thought well that's a great idea you know and then i said you know at the end of this conversation which is longer than that but at the end of this conversation i said any any idea why i need these things and he immediately wrote back and said hellcat bracelet <laughs> yep. So he knows, right? Yeah. The tolerances on that thing are so tight. It's crazy. It's it is yeah almost a fault. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, such a thing as too
0: perfect. <laughs> and can, I think he may have achieved it right there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also so good. I look at the blue one all the
1: time. I'm like, I should get the blue one yeah that blue one's great that's a great tile color
0: because it's a unique blue like i could have more blues i want a gray dial though I yeah i
1: think my next acquisition is going to be a gray dial you should get one of those seals one of those seal skin divers i was thinking
0: about the the gm lang mm. the kind of gray gilted.
1: yeah i'll tell Cause you. i don't
0: know if you can beat the gm lang at that price no this I don't might think be a watch can. we should talk about uh yeah. on another, another yeah well, episode. i've
1: got a review i've got a review of that gm lang uh trail secret that's going to be coming out I don't know the next couple of weeks, uh, and it's fantastic. I almost brought it. I almost brought it today. Ah, for this but you can't count it as overlap because I don't know. Yes, you're yeah. right. But I could see myself owning that in addition to this Sarb mm-hmm. and this Hellcat, um, mm-hmm. even though it would again overlap really closely with those two things. So, um, yeah, I guess to get back back on topic. I don't see the fact that these watches are incredibly similar to a non-watch person. I don't see that as prohibitive. Mm. And, I, and
0: maybe that's a good point to bring up. Like the deeper you get into this, and the more uh, the more depth of knowledge you have, the unique nuances
1: become more important. Yeah, definitely. I could, if, if I bought an OP39, say, mm-hmm. I don't think that OP would replace either one of these watches on the desk here. The the Orion or, no, or, or the Sarp. Obviously. I, it would not, I wouldn't trade one of these for that, I guess is my point. I would no. just go get that because I wanted that watch. Yeah. Yeah. Even though functionally... <laughs> Even if I got the OP with the same dial color as one of these. Or or you know, perhaps an explorer, right? Yeah,
0: I think you go the the what's the one one four, the thirty-six. That's the only way you break away from what you're sitting at here. But if you the two fourteen, God, I know fucking Rolex references.
1: Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like I'm like borderline. I'm like borderline about to like call your bluff and make you prove it. I'm joking no please yeah it's, don't. A, it's <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it, the the different it's like a 267 last three but the 114 and 214 are the difference is the 36 and 39 the reason i know this is because i've i've been really heavily pushing to use uh one of these stimulus checks uh for a uh rolex explorer 114 the the 30 i don't know if it's for sure if it's a 114 but the 36 millimeter explorer my wife's not fully on board, but she's not fully off board. I have a very delicate tightrope to walk. <laughs> I'm about midway through the Grand Canyon. I am I think I'm, I'm losing some balance here.
1: You're at that point where you've got the screw against the wall and you can't move. You're like changing the battery in the bottom of the screwdriver so that you don't lose the screw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm
0: there. I think I'm going to
1: fall, which means not get it. (laughs) So so this brings, I think this brings us maybe to the bigger sort of overarching idea. Is it okay to have overlap in your collection? You know, we, we talk, we've talked in the past about the exit watch, right? There's not a fucking exit watch for me. And, and I've, I've found the same to be true for me. I don't want to exit. This is what I want to be doing. I want, which doesn't necessarily mean I need more, but it does mean I'm not interested necessarily in trading my SARB for a Hellcat, even though they do very similar things. I want to be able to have, wear, and use both a SARB and a Hellcat. Because that's a
0: one-inch number two Phillips and a two-inch number two Phillips. One is not necessarily better than the other. They just serve different purposes. I don't know
1: that it's that pragmatic for me. Uh, and, and I'm okay with that. I don't think it's pragmatic and I'm still okay with it. It might be pragmatic slightly, but, but really, it's just a matter of wanting the ability to wear both of these watches anytime I want. Would if, if you had a black SARB, would you feel the same way? Totally. I would want both of those watches. In fact, I've considered getting rid of my 035 for an 033 SARB. So that's, for me... Why not just get an 033? That, for me, is... I don't need two different SARBs. So that's your line? I think so. I think, for me, that's my line. I don't want two DOXAs. I want a DOXA with my favorite dial color. But if I have a doxa, I'm no longer interested in having another doxa. Uh, how do you? So, is it a dollar threshold? Do you want a red S- SNK? Well, I do want a red SNK, but you can't find those things for shit anymore. Do, do you want remember? a green one? Do you want to? Do you want to? Um, do you remember they were on Amazon for like 40 bucks? Yes. You used to be able to get that red dial when we started collecting, Andrew, you and I. You could get that red dial SNK on Amazon for 80 bucks all day, all day. And I never got one. I don't know why. It had a it's blue strap. Stupid, but I love it. I so <laughs> wish I had a red SNK now.
0: I'd never wear it, but I want it. Is this acquisition syndrome? Is that what we're falling into? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it curating a meaningful collection of watches that are meaningful to us and also relatively meaningful to urology and like in the red SNK specifically? That's I want that watch because it's a meaningful watch. Because cool, I would never fucking wear it.
1: Yeah, but you know what? You could put pictures of it on Instagram. And, and, and for me, I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with having a thing that I can show off. I, that actually, that aspect of this hobby doesn't turn me off. In the least. There are other podcasts. We're looking at you, Mike and Kaz. Yeah. That are really very hard on that aspect of this hobby.
0: But I'm real jealous of the Grand Psycho. I'm really <laughs> jealous. If you want to mail it to me, I swear to God, I'll drive it back to you if that's what you need.
1: <laughs> you, you, you know, that is a totally reasonable criticism, right? Mm-hmm. The the masturbatory exposition. Yeah. Uh it, it's it's a fair criticism. That aspect of the hobby. I feel pretty comfortable with it, though. I feel comfortable with having a thing that is just a peacock feather. I'm good with that. I, that part of the hobby doesn't turn me off at all. And we're both bona fide luxury watch owners. Bonafide. Yeah. And
0: bonafide. Well, yeah. Because I, 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 man, I was like, so Everett borrowed my Atlas for the day. Yes. When he did the Instagram live with Justin. Yes. And I was working that night. Like I I worked the night prior, so I didn't participate in the Instagram live because I was just dead tired. So I slept through my alarm. I woke up. was like, "Ah, I missed it. Happens. Did my day. Went to work. As I was driving home from work, I drive by Everett's car. (laughs) (laughs) Because I see it every day when I drive home. And his window is halfway down. And I... It took a... It it was like an emotional event for me. (laughs) Because I was like, you know, I know Everett is a responsible human adult. Ish. I know he would not leave my watch in his car. I know he's kind of sweating having this watch. Like a little bit nervous (laughs) about having it in his possession right now but what if he left it in his car last night? And what if it's gone now? It was a stressful 24 hours for me to be separated. from Not even separate, because I haven't worn it in, I don't know, a couple of weeks. But it was stressful. I was like, that was an emotional event. Just seeing your fucking window <laughs> down. <laughs> I texted you. It's like your window's down. And I wanted to text you like,
1: is, it's the, it's is, the is my same. Manta okay? <laughs> Uh, You know, it's like that moment when you're standing on a roof of a, say, an office building, and you look over the edge, and you think, how horrible would it be if I jumped right now? That'd hurt. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really natural thing that people do. I'm sure that there's a name for it, right? But where you, the the worst case scenario goes through your head. Like, Mm -hmm. what if I just... Jumped or like lost my balance really awkwardly and fell to my death. You know, it's that moment where you see you saw that window down and you're like, what if? Not only did he leave the monta in the car, but he came over and got Cal, put him in a car seat, put him in the back of the car, and now Cal's gone too. Right? (laughs) You know, like I can make a new baby. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I cannot make a new Atlas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. uh, Obviously, I had taken it inside. Yes. I know, I knew you had it that's why secure. I didn't text you about it. <laughs> <laughs> you realize the irrational But I sw- like I
0: had it <laughs> doesn't matter. But what I'm what I'm saying is like circling back to it being those peacocks, like we have those peacock feathers. We both own them. I get as much joy, perhaps more, from the Nemo. Than the Atlas. So for me, I don't know if it's just it's like, there's some acquisition syndrome there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want more
1: things. Well, and, and and I think that that's what makes us collectors and hobbyists. And I mean, I think that that is part of what we're doing here, right? We're we're experiencing the thing not just for ourselves but for our place in a community and part of our place in the community is defined by which pieces we've chosen uh you you know they're they're merit badges in some ways right you you know these are the things that i've chosen to emphasize in my collection here is who i am as a collector these are the these are the pieces i've chosen to demonstrate who i am as a watch person does it like
0: does that extend to the guy who owns a dozen SKXs? Yeah, who no, has like I, a truly curated I think collection? Because we there's no curation in our collections. We buy the things that we like, and we fucking love them, and we can't part with them. How many watches have you sold? Like three? Yeah, three or four. Yep, I've sold
1: none. Never. Won't. Yeah.
0: If I have, if if it's in me to buy it,
1: there's a reason, and it, I'm gonna keep it you you know I, I was talking to will about this recently uh will and mike actually and Will flips watches like a motherfucker you, you know i think that it might make sense for me to have two separate collections and i don't mean actually separate collections
0: yeah whole different box like one gets to stay in the bedroom one has to stay in the closet right. it's, a, it's 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 <laughs> like
1: there's some jealousy there <laughs> but having having some rotational collection right because I cannot like Mike Razak this week. Razak, Razak, Mike Razak. He's gonna hate that. Rag check. (laughs) Mike Razak this week. uh, He's got watches. He he bought a new Halios, right? Halios. Oh, I
0: didn't know he bought that.
1: I missed group check. Halios. Maybe I'm not supposed to say that. Sorry, sorry, Mike. Uh, He was he he. And then and then Will I think comes back like 20 minutes later and he's like, Yeah, I got it too. And I'm thinking, I cannot impulse buy a $750 watch. I can't impulse buy a $750 watch. It's not a possibility for me. Uh, and, and so I think the I difference is... I can't impulse is, buy a $20 watch. I think the difference is they've got rotational collection, right? They've got, a, they've got collection that's meant to be in and out. And I don't have that. All of my watch purchases have been so thoughtful. And I don't mean thoughtful in any in any deep sense. I just mean I've spent so much time making the decision to purchase the watch that I'm not going to let it go because I know I wanted this watch. You know, actually... I've missed out on watches because I spent too much time thinking about the purchase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing.
0: Uh, the The sector field is an example of that. I had the money set away for it. It was ready to pull the trigger. I was just still contemplating on the purchase. And then finally I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm ready. I want this watch. And I go to buy the motherfucker and it's not in stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing. And is that a problem? Like, is that, like, am, am I like... Maybe that's part of my issue in watch collecting is like everything I buy is so well researched, so considered. Yeah, I think there's some
1: when you say, when you say well researched, I think, I think that there's maybe a uh, implication that you don't intend there, right? You're not picking the, you're not researching the best. This is not like buying the best weed whacker right no it's you just you just know that you're you want it it,
0: yeah and i've spent i've i've spent so much time trying to talk myself out of it that when i'm finally ready to do it there's nothing left in my
1: thought closet to part with it you've eliminated any doubt
0: yeah and then when i get it i'm like well yeah no that was a perfect purchase
1: right (laughs) yeah i'm the same yeah
0: i i just made a slightly impulse watch purchase I'm not going to tell you about really yeah
1: shit that feels crazy
0: yeah alright that's exciting Um. so I'm I'm going to have it it'll it'll land at my house later this week and you guys will see it via text and I'll even jump on the Instagram and new watch alert it Come but I made man. an I made an impulse watch purchase it was not insignificant
1: is it a universe? <laughs> no, but you guys will see it I mean you I just
0: want you to brew on it, I'll and brew. it will actually you you listeners I think will actually get an opportunity to brew on it, so I will post about it on Saturday,
1: so just brew on my first impulse watch purchase, so in the interest of having a uh in the interest of having a uh thesis tonight, yeah. Well, where's your hat at? What I wanted to think about tonight
0: was primarily, why do we buy what we buy? And does it matter if I have three of the same thing? I have three of the same thing sitting in front of me. Mm -hmm. I have three black dial, black bezel dive watches. They're a little bit differently sized, differently spec'd, but I have three of the same fucking thing. But when I look at them, they're Venn diagram overlap, but they're unique. And I think for me, the thesis is what we often circle back to it's buy what you like. It's not dollar value. It's not what other people like. If you want to collect SKXs, collect them
1: because they're yeah, fucking yeah. cool. And we didn't talk about that guy, but yeah. That guy's fine, right? And that
0: guy's fucking awesome because he makes impulse purchases. Like, I don't have that one. Ooh, that one's JDM. <laughs> well, that one's from this year. Yeah. That guy's constantly hunting, constantly like fucking prowling in the dark with binoculars for the next one.
1: And, you know, these things aren't like G body. Chevys or something, right? It's not like they take up a ton of space. No, depending on the watch, it's not even like it's an incredible amount of money, right? Yeah, if you want to have ten SKXs, have ten SKXs. Send one to me. Tell
0: me why they're different, because I love that shit. I want one, but I don't want one. I like it's
1: kind of a merit badge for me. You do not want it. You don't want you you. It's not just that you don't want an SKX. You don't want an SKX. it's a
0: merit badge for me to not own an skx <laughs> at this point as a, even though i want an skx i, I, mean, I fucking own an islander 38 i want a deep blue that means i want an skx but it's a merit badge on um, my boy scout sash what do they call them boy scouts don't wear sashes asshole the fuck do they wear no, no. sure. It travels from the left shoulder to the right shoulder, and it's got badges on it. That's no, a sash. Those are those are Girl Scouts. So sorry. Don't Boy Scouts wear the same shit? Where do they put all their merit badges? They have a hundred. They can't just have a shirt made of badge. Doesn't matter. It's a merit badge
1: made in out not those No, no. <laughs> <laughs> should have some more makers mark. Yeah, no, I I think I think that that is just as much. A part of the collection is anything else, right? You, you abstaining from SKX's? you are making <laughs> you are making a decision in that regard, right? You're making a decision to not define yourself, to define yourself specifically as not being an owner of an SKX, right? And I don't think that's uncommon. I don't think no, know. I think that's a thing. Yeah. I'm a, I mean I'm not unique in that. So yeah, buy what Jesus, you like, buy what you like, right. And, love it and don't be afraid don't be afraid to have overlap
0: make the if you have all black dials cuz you like black dial watches that's me buy black dial watches yeah if you if you want a blue dial to throw in there cuz you like the blue dial M79 or the Q buy that
1: shit andrew other things Tell me what you got.
0: I have another thing that
1: you're prepared to hate. <laughs> I know exactly what this is. And the accusation I made earlier was not fair, but go ahead.
0: Well, it's real. We've even texted about so, this so, unknowingly. So, so
1: the accusation, I'll tell you the accusation. I'll lead into Andrew's other thing. I brought this, I brought this thing, this other thing up earlier. Earlier this week. Or earlier to yesterday, or perhaps even today, and said. This guy, this guy probably makes good content, but I cannot watch him. I cannot watch him because his his personality is such a turnoff to me. And then you said tonight, this is my other thing. So, Andrew, without I Parker also already, texted back that I like him. You did. So, my other thing is a fellow named Rex Kruger.
0: Spell just how you think it is. R-E-X-K-R-U-E-G-E-R. Rex Kruger. Oh, Baldy. Rex Kruger. We have some things in common. You want to feel my head?
1: I do not want to feel your head, actually. I
0: recently transitioned from uh, a number zero trimmer to just razoring yeah. once a week. It looks great. Um, primarily because a number zero, is it just takes more time.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it looks good. a razor is, a razor is much easier. So yeah. once a week, I razor my head, and it's not. You're not getting any any razor burn or anything. No, you're getting, and you're getting
0: exactly one millimeter of hair difference. You look phenomenal. The only problem is, I found on cold nights, my beanie, which fits tight, slides up. It's like having having <laughs> having your condom slide off. It doesn't. You it doesn't grab, huh? No, because there's. It's just. It, yeah. So night two, Thursday nights, it grabs. Yeah, got it.
1: Wednesday night, it's just a little. The, the reservoir is <laughs> building on my head. Do you remember that time when we were in college and you had hair? Is that the meanest thing I've ever said to you on the show? Nah. Well, maybe on the show. Yeah. Uh, no, I do. But I also like <laughs> it. Whatever. Sorry. It's,
0: I'm balding because I have it an excess great. of testosterone. I'm so the, manly. The balding
1: and looks good, man. You, have, care. you wear it well.
0: Male pattern baldness. For those of you out there who share my affliction. It should also be ADA represented.
1: <laughs> so, Rex
0: Kruger, he has a website. He also has a YouTube channel. Yeah. His YouTube
1: show is called Rex Figures It Out. And if you've run into him, it's probably on YouTube and not on his website. Almost certainly.
0: I didn't know he had a website when I searched for him. <laughs> uh, it landed on his website. He's a woodworker and he does a lot of woodworking and also kind of adjacent hobbyist type videos.
1: The reason I got into his videos... And this is like 19th century methodologies primarily. Later
0: videos, yes. So he said something in a recent video that I watched that kind of horrified me. (laughs) And he said something to the effect of you know, when I was like you... And I was watching videos like this and I got started. I was probably 90% power tools, nuts and bolts and machines. And then a couple years into it, I'm like 98% hand tools, like 2% power tools. And I was like, that's scary because that means that I'm like you because I'm watching videos like this. And the thousands of dollars I have spent on power tools in about two years are going to be collecting dust that isn't derivative of
1: wood. It's going to be a function of not being used. And you're going to start a podcast about vintage Stanley planers.
0: I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I don't have anyone to talk about with me. And I'm not interesting enough in and of myself to talk about vintage Stanley planers but what I bro I'm here for it I kind of glimpse into my future which sucks <laughs> Watch Clicker is about to become a, a part of an umbrella of
1: hobbyist corp Maybe what, Whoa, shit What's the uh We have talked about this seriously before by the way We have what's Just the, just for you at home What's the Resident Evil Umbrella Corp uh, gosh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Fuck off. I know that alien is Wayland Yutani.
0: Okay. Suck it.
1: Um, <laughs> I think it's umbrella corp. It's an umbrella. I don't remember the
0: last part. Uh, but, but watch clicker is about to become that because I'm going to, I'm probably in about two years going to start a spin off woodworking podcast. Um, just because of what he said and, and the way he said it, I was like, Oh God, no. Uh, But, so Rex Kruger on YouTube, on his website, he does bucket loads of woodworking videos that kind of, from the old days, move from power tools to hand tools. He does some blacksmithing stuff. Like, he brings people in to do blacksmithing stuff. And for someone who's out there looking for, like, the way in to accomplish this task, to like do this thing myself it's kind of it's kind of fine woodworking but it's within the realm of i can fuck this up and try again he's sort of killing it
1: yeah he's got a bucket load of videos it's it's really really high level information right uh you, you know there's a number of woodworking channels you can watch on youtube and some of them are very good most of them are fine um and enjoyable, and you'll learn different things. His is very well-curated information, and, and it's and he's super knowledgeable. His voice... Oh, his whole thing. ...is un-fucking-bearable. His voice for combined me. with his face. <laughs> the way he looks at the camera, I'm like, you know, I can't do it, Rex.
0: No, I don't like him. I can't do it. I'm sure I'd like Rex in person. I'm sure. Rex in YouTube, I don't like. But he he is kind of high level. So for those of you who are like just looking at getting a miter saw, or just like looking at getting a table saw, it's someone else. It's you're absolutely looking for somebody else. But for those of you who have built uh, machine built power tool built furniture, for those of you relatively comfortable with dovetails, with biscuit joints, with with say moderate. To high, yeah, he's intermediate level for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. I'll, uh, I'd even kind of push him to intermediate, intermediate high. plus. Yeah, intermediate plus. He's he's the three hundred level college course. Mm-hmm. you you can you can dive into it. You're going to be a little underwater, but you'll get there. But if you're if you're in that two to three hundred level range, I, he's he's for you. He does some really good shit. And I absolutely recommend.
1: Andrew, have we ever talked about headphones on the show? I don't know, a few dozen times. <laughs> really? Uh, Certainly. So, so there is a. We talked about
0: them two weeks ago.
1: You know, we we uh, we buy recording stuff for the show, right? We buy recording stuff for the show, and. Um, It occurred to me pretty recently that the stuff we use to make this show is not necessarily the most functional in any other regard, right? No, it's pretty specific to what we do. With that said, we both have, we have different headphones, and I think that we have two sets of headphones. We have the same headphones. We have two, we, we are not wearing the same headphones.
0: No, we're obviously I'm wearing mine and you're wearing yours.
1: They are totally different headphones. So, (laughs) are, are you convinced? Yeah. Yeah, so we have two different sets of studio monitoring headphones, and they are the standard, both of them are the standards, I will say, for studio monitoring. I have got the Audio-Technica, what are, what are, what are these called? Uh, the the 50X, MH, or AT50X. Uh, and and you've, got, you've got the Sony MDR... 7506 Professional. 7506. Dynamic Stereo Headphones. So these are two, if you ever see anyone... In a studio recording, they will be wearing one of these two headphones: either the ATH or or the sony's Usually, and sometimes different. Um, these are not good headphones for listening to music. So, between the two of us, we've got about two hundred and fifty dollars of headphones. And they're not good headphones for listening to music. And I figured this out this week as I was sampling music on these two headphones. And then... You are my headphones? I did wear your headphones. And, and then going and listening to the same music on my MPOW headphones. I've got some over-ear $70 MP's OW headphones. And the music is so much more enjoyable. Now, as between these two headphones, the MDR 7506 and the ath m 50 XS, uh, mine, the Audio Technica's, probably have a little bit more bass profile. And so I think they're a little bit nicer to listen to music on. Yours are very, very crisp, super clean, what they call flat. and And actually... For editing the podcast, your headphones are superior. I prefer listening to you through headphones. (laughs) (laughs) But for listening to music, there aren't great. So my other thing is is a call to action. Because what I want is a really nice pair of audio listening headphones. And actually, I bought my ATH-M50Xs, my audio technicas, for listening to music. Miss. And I think it's a miss, actually, at the end of the day. I don't think that this is the pair of headphones I would buy today for listening to music. So this is a call to action. If you are listening to this today... Clay's going to message you right away. We talked
0: about this two weeks ago.
1: Clay's going to message me. I know Josh Stefan Watches is going to message me because that guy has all the information about everything. Um... What headphones should I buy? He's stuff and watches. He's stuff and watches. That's right. What headphones should I buy for listening to the greatest verse of all time, which is Nicki Minaj on Kanye West Monster. That's for you, Josh. What headphones should I buy for listening to music? And then what
0: headphones should he buy to listen to everything else?
1: (laughs) I've already got those. They're on my head right now. AirPods, I've heard, are pretty good. Andrew. Is there anything you want to add before we get done? I like this new studio. The new studio is nice. It's comfortable up here. I don't even have to go outside. It is It's because it's kind of
0: a, a concave ceiling. It feels cozy. It's not warm. This is the only house, early room in my house. Is that a vent? Oh, that's a vent.
1: It's colder in here than everywhere else. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. I really appreciate having you. You can check us out on WatchClicker.com. That's where we post every episode of the podcast, as well as reviews, articles, tons of good stuff. You can also check us out on Instagram, at 40and20, at WatchClicker. (laughs) That might be too much, Andrew. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon.com, slash 40and20. Don't forget to check us back next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. And I'm sorry.